Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Fantasy NFL Today podcast. Happy Saturday and welcome to episode 25. I first and foremost really want to thank those people on Twitter that have been reaching out to me letting me know that they're really enjoying my podcast and that I should keep on pushing through. I really appreciate that. You know, it feels good to be loved, (laughs) but in all, in all seriousness, guys, I really appreciate it. I love all the support. I love all the questions that I've been getting to on Twitter. Please keep that up. I'm really trying to get content out as much as I can, but a lot of times I, I don't know how I can help you unless you ask the question because there are a whole lot of fantasy football analysis, uh, analysts out there. And, you know, I'm just one of them. However, I feel like I will do you right if you go ahead and ask me a question. I'm not just going to throw something out there. I will give you reason to why I decided to make the decision or answer to your question. A lot of guys out there kind of just give you, you know, who should I who should I draft, Eckler or Cook? And then they just give you Cook, and then they don't tell you why. I think it's so important that you yourselves, you're the manager of your own team, okay? I am not on Twitter to tell you how to draft your team. I am only there to give you some numbers, some stats, and reasoning behind why I feel like you should go one way or the other. But at the end of the day, this is your team. So the more information you can get from everybody on Twitter, the better off you'll be during your draft. So we are really in kind of the mists of redraft season, and this is an exciting time for fantasy football. Preseasons are starting to ramp up. We're starting to see what teams are, are going to be offensively, see which guys, you know, are stepping up in the in the in the time that they're given during preseason. Because a lot of these guys, guys, are, are are honestly second stringers, third stringers, but they're showcasing their skills. And to a coach, the harder you play in preseason, okay, the more likely you are to make the team. So I really enjoy watching preseason games. Um, I really like looking at guys that that I watched in college. I'm a big college football fan. Let's go Gamecocks. But I simply just enjoy watching pre- preseason football because even though it's not the prettiest football, I understand that. But these guys are are putting it on the line each and every play, especially once the starters get out. Because sometimes those starters kind of go through the motions, trying not to get injured. And I don't blame them. I think four preseason, seasons, preseason games is way too much, um, especially for those starters. So we're starting to see now um, the starters play a little bit longer. Some starters aren't even playing at all. So it's all about how coaches approach preseason. So this is episode 25, and this is a different type of episode. I am not going to go into the preseason games. That will be on my podcasts next week. However, I asked the question on Twitter, what can I answer for you here on episode 25? And I received some really good questions, and I will answer those for you all here on episode 25. If I miss your question, please do not hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter. I will answer it for you on Twitter because I don't want to miss any questions. I think it's extremely important and something that I'm going to stand by that I get to as many questions that I possibly can. I'm going to try to get to all of them is what I'm trying to say. So if I miss you in this episode, miss your question in this episode, please reach out on Twitter. If you're ready, I'm ready. Let's roll. So the first question I received on Twitter was from actually my long-term buddy, Jason. Jason, shout out to you. You know, school's just starting down here in the South. I know you're still up there in Jersey, but shout out to you. Have a great year. Um, 
Jason's a good dude. He works with kids with autism. So Jason applauds to you, but I'm going to go ahead and answer your question first. Jason asks on Twitter, rank these three late running backs. And actually all three of these running backs are rookie rookies, Damian Pierce, Tyler Allegier, and Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco, sorry, Pacheco. That's a, that's a, that's a name, but Pacheco. Okay. So this one to me, I, I, I know Isaiah Pacheco is like that hot name right now for the Kansas city chiefs. And for good reason, uh, he's a New Jersey kid played for Rutgers. He was sixth in Rutgers. I believe in, in carries in a career, like 11th in all purpose yards. So this guy does have some talent. However, Kansas City Chiefs running back room is a headache. Okay. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You got Rojo, who may or may not be getting cut. You know, one week Rojo is going to be the starter. The next week he's not even going to make the roster. Um, do I think Isaiah Pacheco gets some run? I do, but I don't want any of those Kansas City Chiefs running backs. Okay, let me explain. If you're a running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, okay, you cannot and you have one of these guys on your roster, you cannot expect them to finish in RB1, even RB2 for most for most counts. Williams, who was their running back two last year, finished with like 600 yards, six touchdowns, and all that. So if Isaiah Pacheco is splitting time with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's not going to give you RB1 or RB2 numbers. Um, so I would put Isaiah Pacheco too. And going back to the whole um, Damian Williams thing as the running back two in Kansas City last year, he actually outcarried Clyde Edwards-Alaire and still only only had about 600 yards. So Isaiah Pacheco is a good name in Dynasty. Um, I think you could keep an eye on him. I'm not running anywhere to go and grab him. I'm not. I'm not reaching for him. Um, I think in a draft, maybe I'll take him. I don't know. I, I just need to see more. He's just one of those those hot names right now that is all over Twitter. And his name, he's got a great name, Pacheco. I know I butched it in the beginning, but you know, Pacheco from Rutgers, it's it's a it's a good story. Um, however, to ask me if I'm gonna take him over Damian Pierce or Tyler Allegier, I am not. So who am I going now with number two? So out of those three, I'm taking Isaiah Pacheco third. The second guy that I'm taking either Damian Pierce or Tyler Allegier is Tyler Allegier. And if you've listened to my podcast from day one, I am huge on Tyler Allegier. I think in Dynasty, he's an absolute diamond in the rough. He's a great guy to have in Dynasty. And I think this year in redraft, he's going to have value towards the middle to the end of the season. I do not think he comes out of the gate and leads that team in carries. But I think as the year goes on and the Falcons start losing games, they're going to want to give Allegier one. What do they have at the running back position? You know, what can Tyler Allegier bring to the Atlanta Falcons? So at BYU, again, this guy was an absolute monster. He was a touchdown machine. Go ahead and do yourself a favor. You know, YouTube Tyler Allegier. His highlights are ridiculous. This guy is a beast. He's quick. He's fast, but he bullies dudes. So I love Tyler Allegier, and he will be on one of my rosters. I'm in like three really big leagues, which I call my main leagues, and I will have Tyler Allegier on one, if not two of those leagues. So he's definitely of a target. Now he does not compare right now, in my opinion to Damian Pierce. Okay. I, I missed on Damian Pierce coming out of college. Um, again, I'm a Gamecocks fan. So I did watch some Florida football games, but I didn't think Damian Pierce was going to be, um, anything at least this year, this first year, but he got drafted in the perfect spot. Okay. Marlon Mack is technically the RB one. They have Rex Berkman in Houston, but then they have Damian Pierce. Okay. What we're seeing from Damian Pierce in that first preseason game was something um, 
to take note of. And what I mean by that is the way that he played. Okay. Because you can have a running back, right? That rushes the ball in preseason, let's just say eight times and, you know, two yards, one yard, a yard loss, and then bursts, you know, for a 25 yard run and then does nothing else. Damian Pierce consistently was bullying and running people over in his first preseason game in Houston. So I love the way that this guy plays. He reminds me a lot of Mark Ingram during that prime Mark Ingram where like nobody wanted to get in front of him. You know, he Damian Pierce runs with like his knees to his chin. He wants to step on your face mask. Okay. He's going to fight for yards. So if I'm the on the coaching staff of Houston, that's what I want to see from my team. We know they're not going to be very good, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as we think they are. They're not going to be very good. I mean, I'm not saying, any, I'm not saying they're making the playoffs or anything, but they're going to win some games. And I, I, I love Brandon cooks. Okay. Davis mills. Isn't as bad as we're saying. Um, Nico is, is a good, uh, Nico Collins is a good wide receiver to have too this year in fantasy football. Um, I think he's going to have a good year at wide receiver too. And I think he's a guy you need to target, but I'll get to that as we get closer to draft um, to, you know, drafting month, which in my opinion, it comes in a couple of weeks, but Damian Pierce to me is a guy that you need to target in fantasy football. Okay. I'm not, I'm not all over Twitter preaching Damian Pierce. I mean, you could just log on Twitter right now and scroll, maybe, you know, swipe up twice. And I guarantee you see somebody talking about Damian Pierce. So his momentum, his, 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 his theme that he's picking up right now in preseason in terms of fantasy football outlook is through the roof. However, with that being said, I think it's warranted to say that he deserves all that smoke. This guy is going to be RB one for the Houston Texans at some point this year. And I think it's going to be earlier than Tyler Algier gets his shot in Atlanta. So Jason, to answer your question, Damian Pierce, one Tyler Algier, two and Isaiah Pacheco three. Folks, there is no such thing as a fantasy offseason, only the pre-draft season. And here at Sports Ethos, the pre-draft season has already begun. Our expert analysis are churning out important lessons learned and draft analysis on incoming rookies so you can get a jump on your prep and will have incredible free agency and a summer league coverage as well. But only if you're part of our premium member team. Head to sportsethos.com now and click on the premium tab to grab a fantasy pass today. Seriously, just cook yourself one extra lunch per month because this deal is only $5.99. I'll see you there. The next question um, that I'm going to answer, I kind of already spoke about um, very quickly um, in my last segment there that uh, my buddy Ren asked, if you've listened again to my podcast, Ren's actually been um, a guest of my show and he will be a guest in my show again in the near future. But um, Ren asks, what are my thoughts uh, regarding Ronald Jones or Rojo in, in, uh, is on the roster bubble in Kansas City? Um, like I said before with um, Isaiah Pacheco, it's, it's this Kansas City Chiefs running back room is just a, it's a headache right now. Um, I thought Ronald Jones was going to pick up some steam in training camp, but it seems as if he did the opposite. Um, it seems as if he fell out of favor with the coaching staff, and I can't really believe it. I thought Ronald Jones was going to outplay Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and actually get RB1 touches um, for the Kansas City Chiefs. But as of right now, it doesn't look that way. But like I said, like he's like a seesaw. One week, 
you know, RB1 for the Kansas City Chiefs. The next week, he's not making the roster. So I don't really have any thoughts in, in, in terms of Ronald Jones. I mean, he's probably going to go. He should be going undrafted in fantasy football leagues. Um, he'll be a free agent, but I would definitely maybe if he makes the team, click that star, keep your eye out on him. But with the steam that Isaiah Pacheco is picking up with, um, coaching staff likes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Ronald Jones has really fallen out of favor um, in Kansas City. So um, I'm sorry, Ren, I can't really answer your question that well. But, you know, in terms of, you know, my thoughts, I really honestly don't have much. Um, the next question comes from Chandler. And he said, he asked me, um, I have the third overall pick later tonight, assuming Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey go one and two. Who's your favorite slash best to take at three? I hate the three spot this year um, because of this dilemma. Jonathan Taylor presumably is going number one in almost every league. Okay, that's fine. CMC seems to be going two or one in every single league. And okay, that's fine. I don't agree with that, but that's fine. And then you're here at three. The way that I draft, okay, I'm a big running back heavy early in the draft drafter or manager, I should say, meaning I like to have, I like to go RB, RB, around one RB, round two RB. But this three spot gets tricky um, because I love Justin Jefferson. Um, I think this guy is going to have a year of all years. And again, if you've been listening to my early podcast, I've been on the Justin Jefferson train while everyone was still on the Cooper Cup train. Okay, I was claiming on Twitter back in like March that Justin Jefferson is going to have a better year than Cooper cup. And I did get, you know, um, pooped on a few times by a, a few other fantasy football now, uh, and analysts, but it turns out that I could probably be right. But by saying that is I don't want to take Justin Jefferson at three. I'm tempted to, but like if I take Justin Jefferson at three on the wraparound back, I have to pray that like Fournette falls to me in the second round. Okay, and the leagues that I'm in, so the leagues that I'm in, we're always running back heavy. So if you're not grabbing your running back in the first and then you have an early second round pick, you are kind of limited in your RB1. So you kind of have to know who you're drafting with. So the longer that you're in a league, start taking note of how the, your friends or the, the, the other managers in your league draft. Because if you know that your, your managers kind of reach on receivers early, um, and then that would leave more running backs for you at the tail end of the second round, Chandler, then I would probably go Justin Jefferson. However, with that being said, I know my leagues, and my leagues go running back, so I'm probably going to have to go with Derrick Henry here uh, with the third overall pick. Now, I wouldn't hate you if you went Eckler. Um, I'm scared with Cook. Uh, his injuries just scares me, um, but I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say that because I'm huge on Barkley this year, so... I mean, I just like the workload that Henry's going to get this year. Um, people are saying that he's breaking down. I want to see that before it actually happens in terms of him breaking down. Um, this guy is going to have a disgustingly good workload this year in Tennessee. So give me that consistency, that consistency of carries, that consistent number of fantasy points that Henry can give you. Um, over maybe taking a Dalvin Cook who could miss two to three games next year, and those two to three games could be extremely pivot, uh, pivotal, could be extremely important for your fantasy football season. Um, so again, know who you're drafting with, know their tendencies of how they draft, 
and kind of gauge that accordingly because I hate the three spot. I'd rather draft at the tail end of the one. And, you know, I was kind of, um, I, I, so I got an offer. I think I've mentioned this in my last podcast, but I got an offer from a buddy. He, he asked, he told me, yo, I'll give you a hundred bucks for the nine pick. If you switch for my second pick. So what that means is I get a hundred bucks, but now I'm drafting at the two slot instead of the nine slot. Um, I, I, I thought about it. I toyed with it a while. Um, I just, I don't want CMC. I know Jonathan Taylor is going one. I want Justin Jefferson. I know I'm not going to get him at nine. So I would have to take him at two. So I said, you know what? Let me just stay at nine. Okay. And, and what I'm aiming for is Jamar chase. Um, if Jamar chase is not there, then I'm going to probably, um, and obviously I'm, I'm, I'm targeting Jefferson, but if Jefferson's obviously gone, then Jamar chase, if Jamar chase is gone, then I'm gonna go for somebody like, like Swift and then pray that Barkley makes it to me back um, in the second round. Now, I don't know if he will. Um, my buddies are all Giants fans, so I'm sure Barkley is going to go early. But I don't want to take Barkley at nine and miss out on Swift. I think Swift is going to have a really good season this year. So I'm willing to take Swift and miss on Barkley in round two. Um, and I'm okay with that. But I don't think I'm going to miss on Barkley there at two. I think if I take him there at the ninth slot on the way back in the snake draft, I'll be okay. So that starts me off with a Swift and Barkley combo. And I love that combo. Or what I'm really targeting is a Jamar Chase. And then later on in the draft, I'm stacking that with Joe Burrow. I think that stack is one of the lethal stacks this year in fantasy football. So Chandler, to answer your question, uh, third overall pick, I would go Derek Henry. Next question on the docket on my Twitter, my man, Chris. So Chris, I appreciate you um, listening to these podcasts and giving me all the support. Um, I don't know you personally, so thank you so much for reaching out and telling me that you're loving these podcasts. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kind of, I, re- I know I already answered your question on Twitter, but I do want to answer it again for those that have the same question. Okay. Um, and I did, I just answered it. I answered this this exact question, and it was, I have pick number four, and Henry or Jefferson are on the board. So pick number four to me is a little bit different than pick number three, right? Because you had that one pick earlier on the way back around. But for the same reasons as I just mentioned before, um, I have to take Henry here, knowing that the league that I'm in, if I don't take a running back in round one, I'm forced then to take a running back two and three, and they may not be running backs that I really want. I don't want to get into that running back dead zone. Um, so I would take a running back second round and take a running back third round if I went Jefferson there at four. Um, I don't like it at all, but I, if I can get Henry at four, I, I'm still very happy with that. I mean, he's a, he's an anchor. So um, why not take Henry there at four? All right. Um, let's see. Let me scroll through my Twitter real quick. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. Um I answered a question, and the question was, uh, rank these wide receivers. Uh, and I thought this was a good question for me to answer right here live on the podcast. Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, and Mike Williams. Rank those in order in PPR. I'm ranking them with my number four out of those four guys, Mike Williams. Um, I get it. Mike Williams plays for the LA Chargers. Explosive offense. He has his games but he tends to disappear. I hate, I hate taking a chance on a boom and bust wide receiver here if I have the option of Michael Pittman, Cortland Sutton, or DJ Moore. Out of those four guys, Mike Williams is the most boom and bust voluntary, uh, boom and bust player 
on that list. Um, so give me Mike Williams there at four, and I'm not happy with it at all. I'm not targeting him at all. He's burned me so many times. If you can hear it in my voice, he just angers me. Um, I don't want him on my team. The next is, I said, was DJ Moore. And somebody commented after I said DJ Moore, or somebody commented on this on this post that um, DJ Moore doesn't have a quarterback. I think DJ Moore has an extreme upgrade in quarterback with Baker Mayfield than he's had in the past, and he's put up really good numbers. I have DJ Moore, I think, in my top 12, maybe 13 um, wide receivers this year in PPR. Um, so I am very happy with DJ Moore. He's actually higher ranked and then Cortland Sutton in my ranking, but let me explain why I want to take Sutton over DJ Moore here. But DJ Moore will have a very, very good season this year, so don't sleep on DJ Moore. Cortland Sutton, I have at two. Okay, why do I have Cortland Sutton in front of DJ Moore, even though he's ranked lower in my rankings? It's because the way that I'm thinking about this, you're giving me four options, and I have to rank them, and I don't know who else I have on my team. So if 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 this is the only player I'm going into a week with, like if I'm doing mono e mono one player versus your one player, and this is how I that's how I do my ranking um, with this tweet. So Cortland Sutton, I have at two. Why? Because I think he has more explosive games than DJ Moore if that makes any sense. So I think Cortland Sutton's upside per game is higher than DJ Moore's upside per game, but I think DJ Moore scores more in the um, stretch of an entire season. Okay. Cortland Sutton's going to be a great wide receiver to have this year. So is Jerry Judy. I don't see why people always have to fight and pick and choose one. One of them, it could be both, right? I mean, DK Metcalf was good. And so was Tyler Lockett. I mean, with 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 Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson can do it again, right? Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy can both be very good wide receivers for your fantasy football team. And the first guy on my list who I have ranked as my 10 wide receiver this year is Michael Pittman. I again, I love Michael Pittman. I've been on him since the middle of last year when he started showing some promise with a quarterback named Carson Wentz. I went out, I even bought his rookie card, a one of 99 auto rookie, because I wanted to invest in Michael Pittman. And as of right now, if fantasy football tells us anything about sports cards and the outlook of somebody's career, Michael Pittman it was a good purchase for me there middle of last year for rookie card purposes. I think it's up over $150 or maybe close to $175 now from where I purchased it from. But with that being said, Michael Pittman, Matt Ryan, Jonathan Taylor, that, um, Pierce is another wide receiver on India uh, on the Colts that you need to keep your eye on. Um, rookie out of Cincinnati he had a great career in Cincinnati. No one's really talking about him that often here on the Twitter space, but I do. But I love Michael Pittman. I think Michael Pittman is a surefire wide receiver one for your fantasy football team. So to put them in order again, again, I put them in order in terms of I only have one option to pick one of these players, and these players are going one on one against somebody else. Michael Pittman. Cortland Sutton, who I think has some really high games, but also some eh type games. DJ Moore, who I love in season long leagues, meaning that I think he's going to be very consistent for the entire season. And then the of them all, Mike Williams, who I get burnt by each and every year. All right, that would wrap up all the questions in which I received on Twitter. Um, I answered the rest of them uh, via DM or just responded right to the Twitter posts themselves. So if you haven't already, please make sure you're following me on Twitter at JP Sticko. As we get the ball rolling here, I need to hear from you. I need to know how I can help you. 
Um, when the season starts, I'll be talking about guys that you need to target on waiver wire. So it's very important guys that you may want to start looking at to trade for, such as a, you know, selling off on Hollywood Brown when when DeAndre Hopkins starts, you know, ramping up his work and, and coming back in week seven. So little things like that that you're going to really want to pay attention to that you may not be aware of. I got your back. I promise you. So make sure you're following me on Twitter at JP Sticko. And if you haven't already, please make sure that you you rate this podcast and comment this podcast. It really helps me out. Okay. Um, it really, really helps me out. So make sure you get on Twitter, make sure you're commenting, make sure you're liking, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast. I actually got a run. I got, my daughter has a buddy over right now and I just heard a big crash. So <laughs> I don't know what that was. And uh, I don't really want to know what that was, but I think I need to go check on that. So you all have a good safe weekend and i will see y'all early next week as always peace love and fantasy football